What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a Junker Talk. This is the podcast that with myself, Pedro. <laughs> and with myself, Larissa. And we happen to be a Christian couple that always wanted to do something, sort of a podcast. So we're, we start on this dream. Thank you for all of the, the love and feedback you guys have been giving us about our first two episodes. If you have not listened to them, the first one we talked about, the journey that we had in 2020 to get married. Um, it was very dramatic, but we were able to see God's goodness through all of it. And the second episode was about our newlywed life, at least the beginning of that that journey that we started as newlyweds. But, you know, we like to start our podcast with a little bit of a Bible verse. I want to read Philippians 2, verse 2, that says the following from the Passion Translation. So I'm asking you, my friends, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together with one harmonious purpose, and you will fill my heart with unbounded joy. And you can see, I guess, the theme that we're going to talk about today is dating. I guess that's kind of what we're calling it. And I think this verse, it's all about having one mindset, one heart, one purpose, walking together. So take it away. So before we jump into today's episode, we are going to introduce a new segment that we are calling the highlight of the week. And this is basically... Anything that has stood out to us this week. So it can be a song, it can be another podcast, a music video, whatever, so on and so forth. So I'm going to start off with sharing that the highlight of the week for me this week has been the story of Moses. I've gone back um, into the Old Testament, which is something that I hadn't done in a while because I like the Passion Translation. And there is no Old Testament in the Passion Translation. But what really stood out to me, and I even mentioned this to Pedro, is I was like, Why is it that the Lord was hardening the Pharaoh's heart to let the people go? And he was like, well, you know, he had to harden his heart so that Moses can perform the signs and wonders through Jesus, of course, so that their reputation could precede them when they went off to other lands so that the fear of the Lord in the Israelites could already be known. And that really stood out to me because it really shows that even through hardships, God has a purpose for everything. And when we look back, we can see that. So what is your highlight of the week? There's two-ish that I want to touch on. I'll be quick. The number one is the song Move uh, Your Heart. It's kind of been, I guess it's been a highlight of the month, uh, you know, not just this week, by Maverick City Music. So it's just a beautiful prayer about asking God what really moves your heart. And I guess in the Bible, there is an answer. It's faith. That's kind of what moves God and what pleases God. But the song is such a beautiful prayer um, of surrendering, of, of intimacy with God that I love listening to. But today, I was listening to a podcast, which I love podcasts, um, from a guy that he interviews comedians from Brazil. So I, I kind of been in like, I'm listening to a couple of them that I used to be a fan back when I was in Brazil. And the interview was like two hours and a half. So it took me a couple of days to get through a couple of parts. And towards the end, and this guy is a comedian who is very filthy, like very... Um, uh, what's the word? He's very divisive. Like, I guess divisive is the word for that. Very divisive is his opinions in Brazil. He's he's quite popular. His name is Danilo Gentili. He has like a talk, like a night talk show in Brazil. Um, and towards the end of the podcast, the guy asks him a question about um any point in life that he thought about doing something different, or that what was the lowest point of his life and how he got out of it. That was kind of the question, and. And I know nothing about his background, you know. I just know that he was, you know, comedian and he gets pretty famous. And he starts sharing that, like, in a matter of six months, he lost his dad and his sister, both in car crashes, in, you know, separate separate car crashes in a matter of six months. He, him and his mom, they were the only people left alive. They lost everything in their house when they had a power outage and things burned down. And in that meantime, they also got their car stolen. So, like, in the middle of, like, in the midst of, like, six months... He pretty much lost everything. He was very poor at that time, too. So, like, and he beautifully, out of nowhere, he just said, but I trusted God, and I trusted God's timing. And I, I just knew that in my heart, in Thessalonians, and in, I'm, I'm listening to this at work, and I'm like, this guy, who had no idea was a Christian, is quoting Thessalonians, saying, in everything, pray and have a grateful heart. And he said that that's what got him through it. And he said, I know I'm not a perfect Christian, or, you know, but my belief in God, and that God's purpose and God is good and never wavered wow so that kind of just took me back because sure it's it's beautiful to listen to that from people that we know that are Christians that you know that but coming here from a guy that I know just because he's a 
comedy stand-up guy, you know, and then out of nowhere, he just drops that bomb, and even the, the interviewer was, like, shocked that he's saying this, you know, because a lot of these comedians guys, what, they turn out to be, like, atheists or agnostics, so, like, you know, they don't really believe in anything, but this guy was, like, preaching, almost, so that kind of was a highlight of my week, and that happened today, so that's kind of wanted to share. That was beautiful. Yeah. All right, so we are going to rewind a little bit and take it back to our dating life. We talked about marriage, and we're going to go back to the beginning of our story. So to start off, let's talk a little bit about what is the point of dating? What's the point of Christian dating? Um, just what based on what I've known and what you've known and what we've been taught, there is no really dating in the Bible. You know, we, we're Christians, so everything that we do is based off the Bible, our principles and morals are based off the Bible, but there's no dating in the Bible. Straight up, usually a family being set up with another family or you fall in love with somebody and then you immediately go into the marriage. There's no courtship. There's no flirting, really. That kind of doesn't happen. The closest thing, I was thinking about this. The closest thing that we have to dating in the Bible is Jacob working for seven years <laughs> to get married to Rachel, which he doesn't, but he works seven years. So that's the closest thing we have to dating. So I'm sure in the meantime, he was talking to Rachel, you know, he was flirting with her because he knew that was kind of his prize at the end of those seven years. And then he flirted for another seven years. Well, but he got, he got married to her right after those seven years. He got married to Leah, and then a couple weeks he got married to Rachel, but then he still had to work for seven more years. Got it. So, yeah, for those seven years he was working to pay off a debt, that he, but he was already married. But it's kind of funny to think the only kind of illustration that I can think of in the Bible of dating is Jacob working for seven years and waiting, knowing what the prize was. So that, you know, I just thought about that. And that's kind of a good definition of dating is you're, you're putting in the work and you know what the prize is with the prize in mind and you're putting in that work. So for us, Christian dating, I mean, for us, when I say for us, for me, Christian dating is getting to know somebody to, and seeing if there's something there for a potential marriage as that being the goal. I do not believe in just, um, going around and quick dating just to enjoy the pleasures of making out here of you know going to dates but even though you know nothing's going to happen out of it so what do you think dating is i think something similar i think that as christians we date with the intent of getting into somewhat of a relationship i guess when you officially become boyfriend and girlfriend um with really the intention of potentially leading into marriage one day just because that really saves heartbreaks and that saves a lot of difficulties that you both could face if something were to go downhill and if you weren't really taking your relationship seriously and I think that that's something important to think about when you think about dating it's like wow do I want to date just because I kind of want the companionship right now and I want to post cute Instagram stories with my boyfriend or do I want to date to really set the foundation for the rest of my life with this person yeah and, and of course, you know, you, you can't, you don't know if that's going to work out from mm-hmm. the beginning of a relationship. you got to go through a couple of things and time to figure that out. Right. But I'm saying to not invest your feelings into somebody where you think there's no chance at all that you exactly. would ever marry that so person. So the moment, the moment you see the red flag that is a red flag for you, you get out of it. Right. That's kind of over. Yep. So with that, let's take it back to our story a little mm. bit. How is it that we met? Um basic very christian we met at church i moved from brazil to the united states here my dad was chosen as a pastor for the church new canon and which you were already a member your family was already there going to that church so we met on april 29th 2010 we met on thursday night i remember because it was a big deal for me you know first time meeting everybody in church so then i met you and you know i guess that's when we met do you want to know the whole story that's when we met and then when we met I kind of really didn't give much attention to you because I had already even spoken to your sister through an old social media called Orkut for those of you out there who are old like us Um, I had contacted her before you even moved because my uncle who was kind of helping arrange this whole move for the pastoral family which is your family was kind of like you know just be nice to them be welcoming they're moving to a whole new country they don't really know the language that well so i was really being nice to your sister and getting into contact with her and we hit it off right away when we met but i kind of didn't really give too much attention to you when we met right away yeah i don't know if you mentioned that but we were both 13 
So yeah. That, that gives it a good. We're both thirteen, both uh, stupid. Um, had a lot. I had a lot in my mind. You know, for when I got here, and I'm looking at everybody, I'm not thinking who do I want to date. I was thinking, how am I going to learn this language? How am I going to survive this? How am I going to go to school? Because you know, I just moved, so I was thinking of all of that. But you kind of quickly just, you know, you've gotten pretty close to my sister, became her, you know, one of her closest friends there for that time. And just because of that, we happened to hang out a lot. Also, we hang out a lot just because we did a lot of things in the summer as kind of our youth that we had. Going a lot to the beaches, uh, parks, doing a lot of things. So we had we had a lot of opportunities to hit it off. And I think the moment that I think you started to really look at me differently was when we found out that we have the same, almost the same birthdays. Yeah, so that was, I think, that weekend right before, no, right after, I'm sorry, you guys got here, that we went out to eat, mm. and that was when we actually got to sit down and, like, have somewhat of a conversation, yeah. and I think that that was, like, the icebreaker that got me to actually yeah, they were speak to you. twins. Right. <laughs> Not related, but that was actually what got me to, like, have a conversation with you the first time around, and I already... Almost right away, started to be like, hmm, maybe this could be interesting. There was a bit of, and, and all of you guys that were around that time that were listening to this, you know, there was a little bit of a fresh meat, must have it kind of thing going on <laughs> in our church. Whenever a new boy would come around, all the girls would be into it. And same, I guess same thing applied for the girls. So everybody would go through that phase. It, it just that you were stuck with me and I stuck with you. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But yeah. So 13, we met. I don't know how much do you want to go into that full story or not today. Well, we have a question here that we asked you guys to ask us questions on Instagram. And one of those is, when did you know you liked Pedro? And I think that it's pretty much what we were mentioning. But I it, I think that for me to like you, like you, it still took a couple of maybe weeks or yeah. like a month or two, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, it was into the summer. For mm-hmm, sure. But it was definitely into the summer. And that was when we started flirting a little bit. But then... Can you tell me what happened next? I was into somebody else. That's what happened. <laughs> I liked you. Like, you know, I thought you were a nice girl, pretty, but I was into somebody else. One of our closest friends nowadays, actually. <laughs> um, and most of you know, but I just kind of hit it off with her a lot more. I think the language barrier played a big role. You know, you came here, how old are you? Six, seven I was years seven. old. seven. So, and I came here when I was 13. So your Portuguese wasn't as good and my english was non-existing almost so i kind of hit it off more with the other person who had you know she had been here a little bit less than i had so we had a little bit more things in common so we would talk a lot more and i was much more into her for that first year i guess that i was here um but you were into me and i knew you were into me you did before you even told me you were into me apparently yeah (laughs) some, some other people said it so it was i don't know i don't even think you were trying to hide it i guess no, I don't think so. No. It wasn't a big secret. Yeah. But I think that when I started to like you and I knew that you were liking this other person, I was kind of upset. But then the drama comes. Yes. And you like to say that it's not drama. No, it was definitely drama. It's just that it's stupid drama. It's stupid back. drama because yeah. we're teenagers and it's not the end of the world. But to us at that time, that it was like it. the whole world. Definitely. Um, and then, so after you hit it off with that other person for a little while, then you started coming on to me for yes. a little bit. Yeah. And that was when we started talking. I believe at first it was on MSN. Yes. Another ancient social media we're bringing up today. It's, mm-hmm. It was like an instant chat that you had to yeah. be on the computer for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started talking a little bit on MSN and then you started liking me. Yeah. I For that time being... I ended up going a lot of back and forth of like, oh, I like you now. And then I like this other person. I like you now. I like this other person. Heartbreaker. But I never did it at the same time. I would always I would always look to you, say to you, you know what? I'm liking this other person now. Sorry. Then I would go and text her. At least I had that credibility. I appreciate the honesty. But I would be like, you know what? Nah, that's not working. I like the other girl. So for almost a year, that's kind of how it kind of went, right? Like Yeah. For my 13, 14-year-old dumbass liking, right? And just stupid conversation that's what it was text texting or messaging really on facebook or msn right and on facebook it was funny because you even had to be lucky enough to like be online i guess msn too you had to be, yeah, online, had to be online at the same time as the other person because unlimited texting was not yet a thing for no. us um so that was really funny but even during that time we were still friends we still 
created a friendship and I remember even like giving you advice to work things out with this other girl because yes. you mentioned that you guys kind of argued a lot yeah yeah so we, we still maintained a friendship yeah but I think with, okay did you have a hope behind that friendship at all you had yeah hope. I of did course, yeah well that played it helped you because I think you didn't give up on me you tried though I did yeah you tried but that kind of went away pretty quickly I don't know you probably don't want to talk about that. I mean it was just kind of that thing of like oh trying, let me uh, try to like this other guy from school yeah, yeah. you know kind of like that rebound to mm-hmm. try to forget you yeah. but it didn't work <laughs> okay but you know and I eventually just came around and I said you know what it's not gonna work out uh, my parents were also like yeah I don't think it's gonna hit it off you and her the other person it's just not gonna work out we're great friends still to this day we would have just never worked. Our personalities are way... We have too much dominant personality there. We're going to be just be hitting heads all the time. So, And then I came around to you. We talked. And then September... You, you probably September know of 2011. September 18th, if you want me to be specific. Yes. You told me that you liked me. Yes. And that was the time that it stuck and you didn't flip-flop back and never forth anymore. <laughs> and then to this day, I still like you. Oh, I'm glad. And we've been together <laughs> since... You know, I guess texting and thinking about each other, liking each other since that day, pretty much. Yeah, so almost, for sure. Did you think that it's almost 10 years now? It's almost 10 years. That's crazy. Some yeah. of these people listening to are probably 10, 12, <laughs> 13. That's almost their whole life. Yeah, that's crazy. So we've liked each other for almost 10 years. Like yeah. this year, it'll be 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy. And funny enough, guys, this other person is my best friend. Yeah. So it's funny how life comes around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So going into another question here that we had on Instagram, um, the person said, how long did you guys talk or get to know one another before dating? So we were talking from 2011 all the way to 2014, I guess when we actually started dating. So that's three years at least. And the reason why that was is that I had a very strict rule that I could only start dating after I was 17. That was kind of the spoken rule in my house. So I knew that I had to uh, abide to that, and I made that pretty clear to you, right, that we had to wait. So we knew that if we wanted this to work and, you know, to be dating, we were going to have to wait. And we were just going to have to just do the texting. So that's kind of what happened. We just did the texting for those three years. So it was lots of flirting, lots of hoping that you would end up in a prayer circle standing next to that person so you can hold their hand for a minute. (laughs) We know all the tricks in the book, friends. <laughs> Lots of, a lot of times even like babysitting the kids at church and just hanging out, talking yeah. through those hours there with a bunch of other people, but just talking like that. Yeah. Any opportunity to just hang out, we would love it. Yeah. And I think everybody, even at church, they were very much aware that we both liked each other and it was just a matter of time. Yeah. It was no secret. Yeah. So it was just a matter of time. And then time came. We started dating in, in March of 2014. And we stopped dating in April of last year when we got married. <laughs> Imagine it sounded like you broke up know, with me. Know, we never did. So strong, almost 10 years liking each other, thinking about you. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> Your face is like gross right now. No, no. I'm just trying to think. But some okay. good memories. But go ahead. Yeah, lots of good memories. And we were really cute with each other in the flirting phase. Yeah, I was a poet. (laughs) I was writing you romantic letters and giving you symbolic gifts with meanings behind it and little things here and there, but that's not happening nowadays. Yeah, there's a gift that you gave me that I'm pretty sure that I still have it. That was like, it's like a little sandal flip-flop necklace. And it changed color, right? And it changes color. I think it's one of those mood ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember that you put it in a cute envelope and you wrote like something like, oh, it's symbolizing the journey that we're going to go on together and the steps that we're going to take. I stand by it. (laughs) And you know what? It worked. It worked. That thing didn't because I think that thing lasted a couple of months and it started turning like a weird (laughs) color and it started to like, I don't know. Cheap cheap gifts. So I didn't have a job. So Yeah. But so that was our flirting phase, our flirting days before we started dating. All about the waiting. All about the waiting. Frustrated waiting. Right, so when it got toward, like, I wouldn't say even maybe two years into this flirting thing, it started getting a little bit frustrating because it was like we got to know each other really well with this 
flirting friendship talking that we had, talking a lot, hanging out a lot, you know, with other people, but you still get to talk to each other when you're in a group of group setting, which is even more fun when you're in that phase of life. So interesting, before we even started dating, dating, like officially, we were just talking, texting. We knew everything about each other by the time we started dating to the point that our first date was very awkward. Not because we didn't know what to ask is that there was like, we didn't have to go through the, so where did you grow up? And like the thing that you would kind of go through in the first date. Yeah. That was kind of interesting. I remember that. Yeah. I think that our first date was more of a opportunity for us to hang out like as boyfriend and girlfriend for the first time without other people being around. Um, So we started dating March 2014. Our first date was at your favorite restaurant, Mm, Applebee's. Not really, but yes. (laughs) And I remember that I got all ready. And mind you, this is an Applebee's in like Jersey Gardens. It's no fancy place. No. But I got all ready, did my hair, did my makeup. I wore heels, Mm -hmm. which was not a good idea because what ended up happening is I went into a store to buy flats because I couldn't take the heels. Do you remember that? Wow, I bought like white flats right. to yeah. change into. Yeah, you're right. Um, so <laughs> I think I exaggerated a little bit, but I was trying to impress you and look cute. Yeah. And we were both 17, though. So We were. And um, we had some good food. I remember that I finished your meal. Yeah. <laughs> Not so crazy for Applebee's food. It is what it is. Um, it was cheap. Yeah, so that was our first date. Um, so going a little bit into the beginning of our relationship, which I know is something that you're going to mention as soon as I bring up this question. The question that we had here from Instagram is what was the hardest part of dating? There's a couple of things. I think we when uh, we saw this question, I thought about it. I think the hardest part about dating is um, sticking to your boundaries and sticking to your values. We were do you want to do we talk about boundaries later today? Well, there's another question that we can combine with this one that says, what boundaries did you guys set in your relationship? So if that was something that was difficult, we can talk about it. I think so. I think, you know, we, we, we live in a, we are Christians and we'll say this again. I think we wholeheartedly believe in sex only with your wife. So only after marriage. Um, so, and then we understand that once you start getting into a relationship, a lot of feelings start, a lot of hormones start adding up and. You want to try to avoid that as much as you want to avoid a temptation of falling as much as possible. So we had a couple of boundaries that, you know, weren't even set by us. Most of them, you know, for example, my house, there was a rule of waiting until I was 17. So I mean, I was more responsible. I was more aware. Of course, my parents would always talk to me and my sister, you know, because she, she started dating that year, too, is that we can never be alone. You know, I couldn't be alone with you in our house. Um, you know, at your house or unless we were at like a public place, like at a restaurant or a movie theater or something like this. So it would happen where like, I would be with you in the living room and I'll text my sister and my sister would just show up and be there with us. So it's helping us avoid temptation. And we kind of just ran, ran by that. And I just, you are aware of that as well, I guess. I don't know if your parents did talk to you about anything in that regard. I don't think so, but I think it was kind of an unspoken rule that I yeah. kind of got. <laughs> yeah, for us it was very spoken. So. <laughs> but it, it, you know, just to help that, I think in, going back to the challenge, that's kind of the challenge. Is, you know, it's how far is it too far? You know, even just a kiss or oh, all these things that you want to avoid as much as possible. So that was the biggest challenge. And of course the waiting too. I don't know if that's what you're going to say, but the waiting was frustrating because... We felt like we have reached the end of the dating phase very early in our dating because we have done all the research for each other. (laughs) You know, like, you know, so we're at the point of like, we spent a lot of our dating already planning for what we're living now. Right. Because we were already for it because we we had such a long time to to learning and, you know. So, yeah, those are kind of my biggest difficulties in dating. Yeah, I definitely agree that that waiting toward the end of like our dating right before we got engaged got a little bit difficult because we just felt ready for the next stage of life and just because of life we had to wait a little bit more we wanted to wait until we graduated from school and until we both had jobs to be able to start our lives together so we can support each other i will say that it's kind of not in our questions or anything but i think what helped us a lot and made our dating that kind of being the challenge of our dating was because we are so close in age that we were blessed that we went through the same things at the same time. What I mean by this is we graduated together, not in the same school, but at the same year. We got into college the same year. We graduated college. You know, you graduated in May, I graduated in summer, but 
it was around the same time. So we we were going through the difficulties, normal difficulties of life. We were like looking for jobs. We we're starting our you know part time ish jobs. Like you were at a supermarket. I was editing videos. All these things, kind of at the same time. So I think that made our relationship very easy because what you were going through, I was going through. You know, of course, we take it in different ways. Like I struggled through school and college. You didn't, but we were still going through those same things. Mm-hmm. I think that made our relationship be a lot easier. So we kind of didn't touch on that earlier when we, you know, we did other thing. So I think that might be a great thing. So a, a difference in age will bring a lot of problems that we didn't have because right. we went through the same things together. Whether somebody that maybe is dating somebody five years, six years, four, you know, younger, or older, it's a different mindset. Somebody could be in college and you're in high school. Those are two different problems that you're going to have because they're two different minds. I don't yeah. know if you see it that way. Definitely. I think that they both have their pros and cons because like if somebody is 20 and they're dating a guy who's 24, they might be able to get married sooner because he might already be able to support them and have a full-time job and stuff like that. For sure. I'm but- just thinking that they would... He would have already gone through a lot of things that she might have gone. So maybe good because right. it can help her, but also they're not going through them together. Yeah, we got to figure out a lot of the logistics of life together. Right. Which I do think was helpful because we knew exactly what each other was going through because right. we're going through it together. Yeah. So I think that was definitely helpful. And I had never thought of that. That's yeah, me neither. Just thinking about up. that now, that was mm-hmm. a good thing that we had going. So if you can do I'm just looking for something. If you're listening to this, I know, especially for the girls, the boys usually your age are very dumb, not, imma- not very immature. And you, and you, I think you naturally look for older man just because you want to but think about it. Really think about it because you don't want somebody that's already three steps ahead of you and for them to stop. And I, I don't know. It's a whole thing. I've, my train of thought is not complete here because I just thought about it. <laughs> I need to maybe put some thoughts, write it down so that I know what I'm saying. But that's kind of the thought that I have. But sorry. Going back to what we were saying, which I had no idea what it was before I... <laughs> we were answering what was the hardest part of dating. Right. Um, so I'll give my answer. And one of the hardest things for me in the beginning of our dating relationship that I had to figure out as we went is... Has to do with love language. Mm. Has to do with showing you my love because we have different love languages. Um, I'm more of a quality time, physical touch, and you're more words of affirmation. And I don't remember the second one. Uh, acts of service acts of service kind of guy um so for me in the beginning of our relationship i always thought it was like the cutest and biggest deal in the world when i typed up a letter Mm. and i made it blue and i put little hearts in there and i gave it to you and you didn't really care as much as i cared about it because that's just not your love language you don't really care about that kind of stuff you don't like surprises so i think that in the beginning of our relationship i was doing things to you that i would like to have done to me um so i think it was that learning curve of understanding that i need to show you love in the way that you best receive love and that took a second for me to learn and understand yeah and i think that literally only comes with doing it and living it yeah, you start for to sure. realize what works, what doesn't work, what gift is going to get a better reaction than some other gift. Definitely. Yeah, and I think that love language is something that even though we're talking about dating, it can even be like towards your parents, toward friends. Everybody has a different love language. And if you have never figured out what yours is, if you haven't identified it, I'm pretty sure that we did it by a test online. Yeah, you yeah, can just yeah, yeah. Google it. But it's also a book if you want to read the book. We didn't even read the book. No. Right? I think we just got the characteristics and we see what they mean and, you know, go through the description. Yeah. I recommend I recommend doing it. You might learn why you act the way you act. A couple for Why do you look for a couple of things instead of some others? You know, that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, it kind of helps you to learn a little bit more about yourself right. too when you know your love language. And so I think that with time, I was able to learn that a little bit better and nowadays, I try to, you know, show more acts of service and give more words of affirmation. So, like, it's a thing that every day you get home and I just like to have dinner ready and I like to have the table or our little balcony space set up and just really doing things for you that show you that I am thinking about you and I appreciate you and I love you. And that got, you know, obviously better within time. Yes. But you were great at it in the beginning. sure sure don't lie to me okay so when we started dating this is something that you say now that i don't think you realized before but when we started dating we said i love you to each other pretty soon because we had already been talking for a while like we mentioned 
But nowadays, you say that you don't really think that you were in love when no, we started dating. I was definitely not in love when we started dating. So we have this question here that's saying, how did you know you were in love? When do you think that that transitioned from just like liking to loving? How do you feel about that? I think I'm going to steal your answer if you let me. So what I won't. So I'll let you say that. But I think it was, it's, I, I believe like is a normal thing. I believe having a crush is how you start in a relationship. You need to have that attraction, a crush. You need to look at the other person and say, hmm, interesting. You know, like that's kind of the part of dating. But love is an action rather than a feeling. So I don't think, how did you know you were in love is when I was thinking about you more than I was thinking about myself. And that's what it is. But I love your answer more. So <laughs> yeah. So for me, I think that the distinction between liking somebody and loving somebody is really how you handle it, whether you're selfish or you're selfless. And what I mean by that is that when you like somebody, you like them still with the interest of what can they offer me. If yes. I like this person, can they hug me? Can they kiss me? Can they give me a gift? Can they make me happy? Can they spend time with me? And the list goes on and on. And you're just kind of thinking about yourself. But when you love somebody, you put that person above yourself. So you put their needs and their feelings and what they want above your own. So even like to the point where you can show your love in little ways, like, sure, you love Star Wars. I don't really like Star Wars, but I'll sit there and I'll watch a movie with you because I love you. And I know that that means a lot to you, mm -hmm. which I started liking Star Wars a little bit. That's some good movie. <laughs> but I think that's really the difference is to know that you're in love. You really just have to understand that you truly would prefer to see that person well over yourself. And that's not to say that you don't take care of yourself, but I think that you prioritize that person over your own needs when you're in love. And that's why I think it's so important that dating is not a thing for kids and dating is not a thing for teenagers because we're talking about feelings that are so wavering and that are so up and down. Love is a constant. It's a sign of maturity. So, you know, now I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, you know, my 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. We were kind of, you know, not there. We, were, we weren't mature. We were kids. Mm -hmm. And we were looking for each other. We were looking to fill our needs with each other. You know, that's kind of the thing. And that can be such a dangerous path. So I don't know if you want to touch, about, touch on in terms of age to start dating. You know, did you have that toward the end? We can talk about that now. So I, I, I say this to the youth a lot now. And I'm sure you heard me say if you're part of it. But I say that what people ask, what, when should I start dating? What age do you recommend dating? And I'm now my, my thing is when you have a driver's license and when you have a job, because that means you're going to be at least 17. And that means that you're going to know and you have a little bit of more responsibility. You're going to have a boss you're going to have to answer to. You're going to have um, a way to make some sort of money for you to be a little bit independent when it comes to your relationship with that person. You know, be able to buy gifts, go off to, you know, enjoy some, enjoy some dinner. And it's not going to be some stupid just texting back and forth and relying on parents to give you money kind of thing. And you, you have mobility because you could have a license to drive a car. Even if you don't have a car, you can still drive your parents' car. So that, but that's all about more of the responsibility. So um, I know, I understand that when you're 13, 14, 15, you think that's what you need in the world. Because everywhere you look, everybody has it. And, and you, you feel it in your heart that you want to be dating somebody. They want to be sharing your life with somebody. And that's something that God has put in us because God says it's not good for men to be alone. But what we do with that is that we distort it. We want that sooner before we are ready for that commitment. So we, we, we give ourselves to that person per se and we put it in their hands because we're really eager to start and we want to go through those feelings and go through those emotions and we destroy that to the point that maybe by the time we are mentally mature, mature enough to do it, We've been through so many bad ones that we're kind of soured to the idea. I don't know if that's kind of you feel. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think that even goes into the motivation as to why you want to date or why you want to be in love with somebody yeah. so badly. Because nowadays, I, I see this mostly in girls, but I'm sure it happens with guys as well. When you're so young, like in your early teenage years, and you're like desperate to have somebody and you're desperate to date, a lot of times it's because you're looking for comfort within somebody else that you haven't found in yourself. Mm. So I'm talking about identity here. When you don't know who you are and you look around you and other girls that are 14, 15 around your age, they have labeled themselves as a girlfriend. And 
and they have, you know, pictures on Instagram and pictures on Facebook and whatever it might be, you kind of look at that and you're like, oh, that's something that I can be. That's an identity that I can have. I can be a girlfriend and then I can post a picture like this and I can do the thing that this girl does when she's a girlfriend. And I think that that's when you're searching for your identity, you want to be like, somebody else your age is but I think it gets even more dangerous than that when you're talking about an actual relationship with a guy because sometimes when girls are not really sure of their identity and they don't know the value that they have in the Lord they seek for that value and that validation in a guy and they want that guy to tell them you're beautiful you're loved I love you this is who you are this is what you are instead of looking for their identity in Jesus and in the Lord so I think that motivation is a big deal when it comes to that and i think you know i think a lot of girls do this unconsciously you know it's not like you're out there because oh let me find this in the guy i think it's just unconsciously it's kind of what's driving you and from a guy's perspective i'm sure it is that what the problem with the guys is that guys unconsciously know that girls are going to them because of this and you know unconsciously or sometimes even on purpose we take advantage of that because it makes you guys be so vulnerable Mm -hmm. And into whatever we ask you to do, you know, so that's kind of the danger of, of looking for that so early. So before you even start thinking about dating, and I think that's our recommendation to you guys, think, why do you want to start dating? And if your answer is something similar to what we're saying right now, then do not walk down that path. Learn to love your friends, learn to love your parents, learn to love your small group people, your youth and in its entirety not singling out one person because you may not be ready for that yet yeah what even add to that list to learn to love yourself yes you know give yourself value know your worth know the price that jesus paid for you and your life cannot just be thrown away because of an in the moment feeling really know what you want in life and seek that in the lord before you seek that in somebody else and Kind of going along with what we're talking about now, we want to give out some advice about dating. Yes. Now, we had a pretty long dating relationship. Yes. And it was successful because we got married. Yes. So we have lots of things that we know work well and things that we know can be a little bit tricky. But let's talk a little bit how we can know or have an idea about when we're ready to date. And the first thing that we want to mention to you guys is knowing that you and your potential guy or girl have a true relationship with God. And this was a question that you guys asked on Instagram, which was, how do you know if the other person has a true relationship with God? What do you think about that? I think when you know, you know. And that sounds like a, a stupid way to answer, but it's the Bible said that we know by the fruits. We can't judge if somebody is saved because that's for God. God that's in God's alone. But we can't judge based, and by judge, I mean see. Okay, not judge like ruling or ruling over, but it's seen based on the person's fruit. So, and when we talk about fruits, we talk about the consequence of spending time with God, the consequences of having a heart that is after God's own heart. So we can clearly see. I was just reading Samuel's in the scene of the story of David. You can clearly see how David was a man after God's own heart, and how King Saul was a man that was after his own heart. And those fruits that David had, always searching God, always worshiping God, always looking for God's will, always honoring God and his people, even honoring Saul himself, where Saul was all about anger and looking for fame and looking for killing and looking for his own satisfaction. You can see why God was pleased with David and displeased with Saul. So the consequences of, of you know the, the behavior of that person can tell you pretty much if that person has a relationship with God or not. And that's kind of very easy to see in in a quick end as a conversation. You know, of course, some people can kind of try to mask it, but look at their fruits, look at their consequences. You know what's even better? Ask their friends. Mm-hmm. Is this person Christian? Has this person ever talked to God, talked to you about God, talked to you about your experiences with God? You know, a random thing that I say to, to the guys and, you know, the girls on AJP is ask them what's their favorite Bible verse. And why? Because if they say Psalm 23.1 and they say it's because the Lord is my shepherd and they're like, that's kind of what the verse says. But if they say Psalm 23.1 and it's because God is giving me this example of a sheep and how we're useless, but God is, you know, they give you a real explanation, even though it's a very basic, famous verse. Then that just, and I'm not saying that has to be, I think that's just one thing that can show, hey, 
this guy or this girl, they know what's up. They have a relationship with God. Yeah, I think it's an easy sign of like, uh, if you stutter to think about your favorite yeah. verse, then maybe you never thought about it or you haven't read the Bible enough for you to know what your yeah. favorite verse is. So I think that that's a nice little tip there. And um, one other thing that I wanted to point out is to know that um, you also have to make sure that you have a true relationship with God yourself. Uh, It's important for you to have that within you because if you don't and the other person doesn't, then you guys are not going to walk far in the Lord together. And you can't really pour into a relationship what you don't have within you. I really like um, this pastor once said that it's important for us to remember that we are not what the world preaches about like romantic movies that's like you're a half and I'm a half and together we make up one. No, it's like I have to be a whole person and you have to be a whole person so that we can become one flesh. And I think that knowing that you have to be a whole person, your spiritual life is a big part of that. And you need to be sure of your relationship with God before you can get into a relationship with somebody else, especially because there are going to be things in your life that you're going to be stronger. There are areas where you're going to be stronger than that other person. And you need to be strong enough to support each other through those hardships. And I think that having a relationship with God is a big, big deal with that. That is the deal so if that person and you see that person does not have a relationship with god that person is not for you to date could you then see and say you know what i'm gonna pray for this person i'm gonna try to help this person get there sure but if you're really into that person you might not you might not be the best person to do that you might need to ask a friend to do it because you're gonna have I don't know, it's going to be confusing and mixed feelings for you to try this. Right, and I wouldn't want, like, the motivation of that other person to go to church is just so that they can be with you. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about having a true relationship with God and not because another person is asking you to have a relationship with God. So, massive red flag. If that person is not Christian, doesn't... Oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church. That's not what we're talking. We're talking about relationship with God. That person doesn't have an intimate relationship with God. That person is not for you. If you don't have a relationship with God, you are not for anybody. Go fix yourself. Right. We've been talking lately about how our purpose is to have a relationship with God. Yes. And our purpose comes before our mission. This is yeah. the word from Saturday at church. Um, and if you're if you're thinking that your mission comes before your purpose, so what you want to do comes before your relationship with God, then that becomes religiousness. Yeah. And that's not what we want to be into. That's not what we are saying is a relationship with God. That's the opposite of a relationship yeah. with God. You know, so I think it's important to realize that you need to have a relationship with Jesus and not just go to church on Sunday and mm. read a chapter of the Bible every day. Um, it needs to be something that's real and raw. Yeah, and I also think it's important for us to understand the weight that is dating. And by weight, I mean how important it is, that it's a big deal. You know, I think the world, you know, what the world does is they'll pick a topic, they'll pick a thing that is, you know, a biblical, a a good principle, and they'll start twisting it. And so right now we have marriage is losing its meaning, right? People see marriage as something that if it doesn't work, they can easily get out, you know, and divorce is, it's a massive divorce nowadays to the point that people are saying that marriage is not even important anymore. And that's kind of the same thing that's been happening with dating. You know, dating is not important. Um, it doesn't matter. It will mean nothing. It will be meaningless. I'm, let me just sleep around. Let me just, you know, be with a bunch of different girls in, in the same time or, you know, all those different things because it's being twisted. It's being, it's losing its value where we need to understand that dating is, a, it's great. It's fun. Flirting is awesome. It feels awesome. You know, when you get to kiss for the first time, it's amazing, even if you're bad at it, which our first kiss was terrible, by the way. Terrible. I kiss her teeth pretty much. And like, it's it's good going through those things, especially if you know that the finish line is a marriage and that's just the beginning of a massive new race. But if you're just saying, oh, let me just, because I, I like this guy for now, let me just do, see where it takes. No, no. Understand that it's important. It's There's value to it. We need to give it an a weight to it if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense because that dating period you're really kind of giving a test run to yeah. how you guys work together how it is that you relate together how do you handle problems together um so i think it's important and i, I don't think it's something to be looked down upon and it's not just a yay it's fun let's post pictures on instagram there's real depth to dating 
that we really need to and before realize. you even get i think we can do a whole thing about before you get married what you need to do but in terms of dating you need to have deep conversations you need to know are you both do, do you both want to have kids do you both want to live in the same place or do you want to like like i want to say i want to live in africa and you want to live in asia like somewhere in asia and we're going to be like this is not going to work so like you need to have meaningful conversations for your future and you need to then agree in those things because if you don't agree then yeah it's definitely. not gonna be worth it. but that's for a, that might just be a whole other thing when to know you're ready to get married and whatever we'll oh get yeah there. yeah we'll get there we'll get there but i think that that's important and with that one other thing that we want to mention about knowing that you're ready to date is to really know the priorities that you and this potential significant other have so we already mentioned that having a relationship with jesus is number one that's priority number one for both of you we believe in an equally yoked relationship so that's like non-negotiable but some of the other things that we were thinking about is to have your family as a priority. I think that's a big deal when it comes to looking at what somebody else is like. I've always heard to look at how a guy treats his mom because yeah. that's similar to the way that he's going to treat you ladies out there. So I think it's really crucial to look at that too. Yes, and I make a lot of fun of my mom. So I also make a lot of fun of my wife. That's kind of how it works. It's true. And you're into that. Um so yeah, I think it's being able to know that you're dating that person. That person is not your priority. Your parents will still come first. The moment you get married, then because that she is now your family, she's your life, you know, in that way, and you know, vice versa. But in the beginning, it's not the end of the world if you have to help your parents do something instead of going out with the other person. It is how it works. Yeah, I think that's important. Do you want to tell really quickly that story about your parents? I think it. Yeah, I think we we. We got into that because of the story of my dad. So my mom had, she had a really long relationship. She was engaged to this guy. They were dating him since she was 12 or until I think she was like 18, whatever. And then he cheated on her. So they ended things. And my mom was very heartbroken, but she finally decided to let my dad, who came into the picture, to give it a try. So they were going to go on a couple, they went on a couple of dates and they had a specific date somewhere. So she got all nice, you know, and then my dad called her. A little bit before saying they had to cancel the date and she was all worried something happened and he said yeah i have to go with my mom to the supermarket so then my mom was furious um was you know she went to her dad you know my grandpa at the time and sort of like can you believe this this is ridiculous how can he do this i told you i shouldn't trust in love again this guy is ridiculous and she told him the story trying to make my grandpa kind of agree with her right like thinking it's ridiculous but then he just looked at her and was like keep this guy like, because if he's choosing his mom on a very mundane thing, which is just going to the supermarket to just honor her and help her out, instead of you right now for a day that you guys can easily reschedule, that guy's going to be a great husband because he's going to do the same to you in the future. Like, he's going to choose you over a lot of other things. And then my mom just kind of, you know, she was still mad, but I'm sure she started to understand. And she is the one that tells that story nowadays. And that's something that I always try to live by. In our dating life. And I told you and I made it very clear to you when we started dating that you were not going to be my priority yeah. until we were married. My priority was going to be God. And then after that, and the, all the other things would be my family, it would be the church and so many other things. Then he will come. And I think that's a sign of sign of maturity that you want to see in everybody else. You're realizing that. Um, as we lean towards a conclusion here, do you, is, that an, is there any other questions? That's how I'm going to leave it off. Okay. So I think at the end of the day here, um, your parents would need to dictate when you need to start dating. Honor them. I think that's a big deal in terms of dating. Do not walk into it. We didn't even touch on that. Do not walk into a relationship if your parents are not blessing it. Both sides. Do not walk into a relationship if your parents do not know. I'm looking at the camera. Do not walk into a relationship if your parents are not aware of their relationship. When you come to me and you say, I have a girlfriend, my first two questions are going to be, is she Christian? Do your parents know? If the answer is no for any of these, I say break it off. Of course, I can't do it for you, but I'm, that's my advice. So let's leave it on that. Um, anything else you might just want to quickly add here in terms of dating? No, I think that that's a good point to bring up. And yeah, we forgot. Maybe at another time we can even tell the story of how like you asked me to be your girlfriend. And we can get into that a little bit later. But to wrap it up, I'm going to go out on a whim here. Yes. What would you say... If you could go back in time and you can go back to the Pedro on March 2014 that started dating me, what would what advice would you give? 
to to myself to yourself to my 17 year old self to your 17 year old self uh it'll be take it easy learn to love her more than you love yourself and uh treat her as you would want your daughter to be treated that's the advice that i'm giving to any guys out there treat your girlfriend how you would want somebody to treat your daughter that's good that's advice. how i believe yeah how about you? What would you say to yourself, your 14-year-old self? Your 17-year-old self, I guess. I would say to make sure that you know your own value before getting into a relationship. I had very low self-esteem for a while there, and I think that that's something that affected me for a while. So that's definitely something that I like to touch on nowadays for girls. Like, know your value, know your worth. Um, and to also, don't get into stupid fights for no reason. Yeah, Just right. let we it go. Let it go. Don't go to sleep angry and then drag it on and then it you know, it just let it go. If yeah. it's not going to matter in a month, then it's not important now. Yeah. You know, because when you're dating, sometimes you get into really stupid fights and we used to do that in the beginning of our relationship and we would just be angry at each other and it's just not worth it. I don't even remember what we used to fight about. I don't either. So yeah, that's, that's how you know it wasn't important. Because we weren't we weren't the jealous type. No. Neither me or you were the jealous type, so it was must be something else. But okay, I guess that's a pretty good conclusion. Um, so thank you so much, guys, for listening to us. Again, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, can you please leave a five-star rating and, you know, a little bit of a comment? And if you're listening to us on Spotify, just click follow. That helps us out. You know, we're starting our little project. I'm loving to just talking to you and looking at you, love. But I hope this message that we have is of a good Christian couple that... We're not perfect, but we've learned a lot through our mistakes and we wanted to share the little that we have with you guys so then you can also build what we love. It's great today. Marriage has been fantastic. I love my wife and you've taught me so much about God. Um, and I want you guys to have this as well in your life. So thank you so much for listening. Please share if you, that, that helps us out. You know, as many people can listen to it. We don't care about the numbers. We just care about this message being kind of share with everybody um, also follow us on instagram as junker talk we're posting we're trying to be more active there posting some quotes some flashbacks some new pictures it'd be cool if you could post a picture of the our applebee's day now i'm just thinking about it because we have a picture of that yeah just for people to see but follow us there so leave a like not leave a like we're not on the youtube video. <laughs> uh leave a five-star review on podcasts and apple Podcasts. follow us on spotify follow us on instagram as you could talk anything you want to add my lady if you have anything that you would like us to talk about any suggestions any topics any questions we would love to hear them and we would definitely get to it we will yeah we're and we want to start bringing some, if you know somebody that is willing to come in and be our guest so we can interview in a Junker talk, we'd love to do that as well. So until next time, everybody, have a great day. Have a great week. I will see you next Friday. Bye-bye. Bye.